0: It's Tuesday, May 8th, 2018. I'm Herbie Newell and this is The Defender Podcast, a daily encouragement to mobilize and equip the body of Christ to manifest the gospel to orphans and vulnerable children. This daily podcast is a ministry of Lifeline Children's Services and I'm coming to you from Dallas, Texas. Well, we're here in Dallas with Dr. Rick, and we are actually here for the Christian Alliance for Orphans Conference and some of the other things of visiting our office here in Texas. And uh, we just wanted to continue our conversation about church engagement, but particularly and, and, and really in light of this conference that we're here for, Dr. Rick, the Christian Alliance for Orphans, one of the big tenets of that is reaching the church. And there's a lot of different ways that churches can be reached. We talk a lot of the ways to engage your church, but then there's some initiatives that we can start to see driven through the church. And Lifeline actually has initiatives for these churches to go ahead and get their congregation in a place that they are ready, and we touched a little bit about those last week, but I thought we could go in depth on some of these initiatives, but also how could someone create a plan of execution to really develop a heart for orphans within their congregation?
1: Yeah, thanks, Harvey. We, um, you know, we we really believe that orphan care and and care for vulnerable children ought to be a part of the DNA of. Of every local church, and it's it's one of the ways that we that we tell the gospel, and one of the ways that we live the gospel. And so, we just wanted to create some easy easy pathways for churches to begin to um, to 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 take initiative throughout the year to to begin to build a presence and kind of be, begin to to build the conversation about about orphan care. And so, the first of those. Um, is Orphan Sunday, which is the second Sunday in November. Um, that is that is a date that is um, that is recognized kind of throughout the global church, um, almost a hundred countries now. Churches uh, focus on that second Sunday in November. Now, the truth is, what we see is that churches really um, honor or, or commemorate Orphan Sunday. Um, Throughout the month of November, and, and a lot of churches throughout the rest of the year. So there's nothing that's that's absolutely set in stone about that second Sunday in November, um, except that that's the that's the date that's placed on the calendar by um, by the Orphan Sunday Committee. Um, and so for Orphan Sunday, what Lifeline has a a kit, as we call it, um, a, some resources that we provide on the internet um, through our website. So if you go to lifelinechild.org/slash Orphan Sunday, you'll find um, all the resources that we're that we're about to talk about. But um, but what we've tried to do is just to make it really easy for churches to to have a point to stop on a Sunday and really focus in on God's heart for orphan and vulnerable children, and then um, really to talk about uh, entry-level ways that people can, can be involved. And so some of the things you'll find if you go to our website and look at the Orphan Sunday kit is um, we have several sample sermons. And so what we've done is we've, we've gone and, and looked at um, expository preachers who are people that we know and trust and know that they divide the Word of God well, um, and we've put um, sermons up that they've preached around texts that talk about um, God's people and and care for orphans. Now, what we're not suggesting is that you go and get one of these sermons and hand it to your pastor and say, hey, go preach this sermon. Um, What we are kind of suggesting is that that this is a resource for pastors to listen to and to to avail themselves of as they're thinking and studying about what God would have them to preach. Um, And we've really tried to choose a variety of pastors, pastors that have adopted, Mm -hmm. pastors that have fostered and pastors that haven't, but just have a heart for um, for orphan and vulnerable children and, and really understand the living out and the, the walking out of, of God's word. And so those resources are there. Um, we have Bible study resources for, for folks at every age group in the church. And so there are, there's children preschool material, there's material for students, there's material for adults um, that, that's perfect for a small group or a Sunday school environment um, and really could, could provide kind of that focal bible study for um, beginning the conversation in your church about where do we go and and how do we as a church um, step in together to care for orphans we've also tried to make it really easy with um, some video resources and um, print resources that are there so that you can can really do a great job of um, of advertising and, and kind of if you will marketing the idea that the church is going to be rallying around this and and then um, um, to, to be able to have some resources for videos to be able to show in worship services, those kinds of things that really help to connect people to the global orphan crisis. There's, there's one other thing that we've, that we've done around Orphan Sunday, which I'm really excited about and, and really would, would want churches to think about participating in. Orphan Sunday is one of those Sundays that usually raises a lot of questions in the minds of, of people. And I think, you know, it's not uncommon that we, we hear people and, and we see a little bit of an uptick in, in people that are asking the question, should we foster or should we adopt? And so um, to help to answer that, we um, began this past year doing a simulcast on the Sunday night of Orphan Sunday. And really what that's intended for is for churches to be able to gather groups in small groups in their home, or even for you to be able to gather a group at your church Mm -hmm. and to participate in Lifeline simulcast. And what we're gonna do in that is we're gonna talk about the basics of adoption. What, what What does adoption really mean in a domestic context, in an international context, how do you know if you're called to adopt, what what do you need to do to get ready to adopt, or or how do you how do you begin to pray through this, and how do you bring a support team of people around you? And so, just some really practical discussion for people that are that are looking to take the next step. Um, and and but what we're able to offer is um, folks that have a great variety of expertise from kind of across the the different ways that we minister to orphan and vulnerable children that are able to speak into adoption and and really help families to consider that well. And so I would really um, say that a great first step for a church could be to just host a gathering on Sunday night, provide a little food, provide a fellowship atmosphere, and then tune in for that 45 minutes of the simulcast together um, to to kind of begin that journey um, of of questioning about adoption and foster care um, for, for their lives.
0: Yeah, and I think just a great time for churches to really get engaged and start that movement. It's a great jumping off place. A lot of churches around the country are doing it, and like you said, around the world. And for those who'd like some more information, even on the beginning of Orphan Sunday, actually episode 101 of the podcast, which was released November 21st of 2017, we did an interview with Billy Chonway, uh from South Africa. And Billy uh, is, is, the, is the global Orphan Sunday founder. He's he, the father he of Orphan Sunday. He is the father Sunday. of Orphan Sunday. And <laughs> Had the opportunity just to sit down with Billy while we were both in India and to talk about Orphan Sunday and just this heart for Orphan Sunday. And so it's neat, even as the American church is we're getting to join the global church in their efforts of what they're doing. And so certainly there's not a a magic of the second Sunday in November, but it is a day that we all know that our brothers and sisters around the world are thinking about and talking about the global orphan crisis, what we can do domestically, how the church can get engaged. And so this year, 2018, it's November the 11th. And so uh, there's, like Dr. Rick said, there's tons of resources on our website, If you'll go to lifelinechild.org backslash orphan dash Sunday, you can access all of those resources. And then two, what if a church is saying, hey, we want to do that. Uh, Maybe our pastor is going to be out of town or maybe our pastor says, I'm not ready to preach that sermon. Could we bring someone in? What are some resources we would suggest of folks that people could bring in to speak as well on North and Sunday.
1: Well, there are you know there are obviously people out there, but um, but there are people right here at Lifeline, and one of the things that we. Um, we really believe that God has given us as a gift and both a stewardship are, are folks on our own team that are able to come and divide the word well and and really speak to um, the global orphan crisis in in personal ways and so to talk about what what it looks like to care for vulnerable children in America and how we do that well and how we do that in the context of the gospel not not leading away from the gospel and so um, you know Herbie I know you know every year you're in churches around that time I'm in. Around that time, we we have literally um, a dozen people on our staff that that could come in and are qualified to, to preach ordained pastors who, um, you know, who handle the word well, and and a, and a team of of over a hundred folks. That are able to come in and share in, in a variety of settings, Sunday school classes and, and you know, in other um, small group environments, missions groups, mission mission committees about how the church can engage the, the global orphan crisis. And so um, what I would encourage you to do is just reach out to us. Um, you, can, you can email at just info at lifelinechild.org. Um, and, and, and in that email, just let us know that you would like to consider having somebody come and speak on or around Orphan Sunday. And uh, my office will be back in touch with you, and we'd love to to set that up. Um, we love the opportunity to be able to be out with local churches and be um, be face to face with people, and to be able to share um, what we believe God's up to in uh, you know in the in the global orphan crisis. And so um, it would be our pleasure, and uh, and it would also be our honor um, mm. because we know that for a church to give up their pulpit on a Sunday is a sacred charge, mm. um, and and it's it's really you know something that. Um, that, that's, that's significant, and, and we want to treat it well um, and, and do that well. So, um, so we look forward to, to hearing from you if we can help. And so, it's six months away, but we would say it's not too far away to start
0: getting prepared. And, you know, one of the great things is as you'll go to that website, uh, Lifeline Child. back.org/backslash/orphan-sunday. You'll just see some great resources that our team has put together, and like Dr. Rick said, stuff for your children's ministry, and your youth ministry, and your adult ministry, and your small groups. So it's not just the spoken uh, word, the proclaimed word in your worship services, but it's something that you're talking about and 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 ways that kids can get engaged, ways that students can get engaged, and ways that adults can get engaged. So Orphan Sunday is kind of the first thing on that yeah. calendar if you were going to do something. Talk about some of the next things and ways to get engaged through church initiatives. Yeah, like
1: another another great um, kind of focal point on the calendar of church life is um, Sanctity of Human Life Sunday, uh, which is, is usually around the 3rd. Um, Sunday in January. Um, and and that's, a, that's something that started back in 1984 and really began um, with, with a focus on um, ending abortion in America and, and really addressing the abortion crisis. What we've seen, though, over time is that, that the emphasis has really grown um, in Sanctity of Human Life Sunday to include all life. Um, And and those not just those lives that are unborn or yet born, but those lives that have have already come to be and are born and are living. And 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 so we see a great opportunity to to for the church to really be able to speak to a host of issues about the valuing of of human life and, and really about pointing to the Imago Dei and this idea that people are created in the image of God and so therefore that's why we're valuable um, and so Lifeline has has produced some resources around Sanctity of Life Sunday we're actually really excited um, about the, the campaign that, that, that's coming up this year um, we're actually going to be telling the story of, uh, of, a, of a lady who was who was adopted who became Miss Alabama who, um, who competed for Miss America um, and just about the story of the way that God has used her adoption and has used the twists and turns of even um, reuniting with birth family and all those things um, to bring glory to Himself, but also to um, to really put a light on you know on the gospel. And so, um, and and so around that um, sanctity of, of human life um, platform, um, we have produced uh, a set of resources again where there are videos and Bible studies and sample sermons and things that are available there um, and we will continue to add to that you know as we move toward um, the, uh, the, the the date in January but it's just a great opportunity for the church to stop and value and say in a worship environment we're going to we're going to extol God but but we're going to extol God and one of the ways we're going to honor him is by acknowledging that he's created every single person, no matter who they are, no matter what their malady is, no matter what their station of life or their birth is, no matter who they are, um, he's created those people to honor him and to reflect him um, and, to, and to show him off to the world. Mm-hmm. And, and so um, it's a great way to, to, in the context of that celebration, um, just again, shine a light on orphan and vulnerable children and, you know, and their need and, and their plight. I think, kind of rolling out of sanctity of life Sunday, um, one of the things that you know that we have have realized along the way is that summer is a great opportunity as well. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we think about summer in the church, and we think about that's the time where we kind of gear down. Mm-hmm. You know, schools out, people are on vacation, people are fractured, kind of all over the place. And and what we've kind of thought is is the exact opposite. Um, summer's out, and and people have an opportunity to take a deep breath, but they also have a deep have an opportunity to take. A, a deep look at something for, for a short period of time. And so uh, a couple of things that Lifeline's created that, that give us the opportunity over the summer to really mobilize the church. One of them is, is something we call Mission Kit. Mm. Um, Mission Kit is is a curriculum that we've put together that really provides a missional component to um, like a, a VBS or a backyard Bible club or some other sort of week long um, children's programming in the church. Um, and what, we've, what we what we what we created in that is um, five animated videos that tell the story of two boys uh, from Togo named Godwin and Winter. And and so it it traces Godwin and Winter's life, it it traces how they've been ministered to by the church, and it it traces how they've taken what the church has given them, and how they've used it and multiplied it to provide for themselves, but also how they've used it to take the gospel to other villages and other orphanages in Togo. Um, And and so what it does is really, in a a very encapsulated form, um, in about a 10-minute a day um, kind of space, it gives the opportunity to be able to add the sort of the flavor of, of orphan care to any sort of children's programming that you're doing. Um,
0: Yeah. And I, I think again, what a great opportunity to not just face your kids with this idea, but to actually missionally help them to see how they can get engaged. And that's a great thing. I think even about Godwin and Winter's story, that these are children who were orphans in Togo and it helps these kids be able to identify with a story, but also see something that they can do. And, and Mission Kid, uh, we're, we're continually putting out more resources so, uh, so that you can come alongside. And we've got some exciting things that we're hoping to be able to partner with some others to really get some material out there, even for potentially a summer-long mission emphasis on orphan care and adoption, and so uh, something that would really just encourage families and to get their churches engaged, or, or for churches to get engaged with a mission kid, so really excited about that, and then we have one more Uh, kind of initiative that we talked about last week actually on the podcast as well, but we can plug again, which is staying for orphans. Well, and
1: it kind of comes out of the heart of even Godwin Winter's story because, right, one of the, one of the things that we see in the story of these two, two boys from Togo is that, that they didn't let the, the gift that had been given to them end with them. Mm-hmm. Um, but they took the chickens and they took the corn that they were raising and they began to take it to other orphanages and teach other orphans how to to provide for themselves. And and they got active in the process. Um, and, and so, you know, through an idea that that was that was kind of born here um, with the Newell family. um we we have started to promote this thing called Stand for Orphans, and it's really just a way for kids to take a stand for orphans and to give voiceless kids a voice. Um, and it's through lemonade stands, or cupcake stands, or dog treat stands, or any kind of stand that a that a, a, a child would want to would want to make for them to be able to both um, sell some things and 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 raise some funds to be able to help. Kids who are um, who are less fortunate than they are, but also to be able to advocate. Mm. And so, really, what we and, and we've really tried to up our game this year in providing advocacy resources for kids to say that this is not just a fundraiser. That's a that's a great goal. But for for kids to be able to take the the awareness that they can create by a stand in their community for them to be able to share the needs of orphans and the stories of orphans who don't really have the voice to be able to share it for themselves mm. and. And so, you know, that's that's really one of those things that we believe is is Absolutely, the, the, the goal and the duty of the body of Christ to speak for children who can't speak for themselves. Mm -hmm. And this provides a way for us to be able to have even the smallest children in our church, um, to be able to be involved and to, from an, from an early age, um, do this sort of ministry so that they really grow up never knowing that this isn't their responsibility. Um, and, and it really kind of, you know, pivots the conversation. I think, in addition to Herbie, I'd like to throw out a couple of other things that that throughout the you know the the, the year that we really have an opportunity to to do with churches is is um, one is to be able to help families. Um, who have already adopted and who are already fostering and have brought kids um, into their churches. And, and right, you can testify to the fact mm-hmm. that we we hear all the time from churches that, um, that it's sometimes a struggle mm-hmm. to know how to minister to those families well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we have created a, a, a resource called Equip to Love, mm-hmm. which is something that you can use. It's a six week video series um, that helps to train volunteers in the church um, about how to minister to kids who have come from hard places and how to support their families well um, and, and so what it does is it doesn't change everything we do in children's ministry or in preschool ministry but what it does is it helps us to to have to know little tips and tricks and and and, and ways of changing things so that we so that we eliminate some of the challenges that exist with kids that are dealing with attachment issues and, and sensory integration issues and things that are common, um, to kids that are coming from hard places and that we maximize, um, the, the, really the church's role and the church's place in the lives of those kids, because we make it less challenging for them to be there. Mm Um, and then, you know, I think the other thing is, is just, um, looking for, um, looking for ways to, to find supportive community for adoptive and foster families. Mm -hmm. Um, And speaking personally, as somebody who's walked that road, um, we know that, um, that the church has been integral to our journey as an adoptive family. And there are times, and and I'm getting a little emotional as I say Mm -hmm. this, because there are times that, that we kind of know that um, we probably wouldn't have made it if it hadn't Mm -hmm. been for the church Mm -hmm. and for the support of, of brothers and sisters in Christ who, who loved us through some hard places and, and some things that, you know, that, that we encounter through adoption. And, and some of the sweetest of that has happened when, when we've been able to get together with other adoptive and foster families and share some of the unique challenges and some of the unique victories together. Um, and so Lifeline's created a way to do that um, through an adoptive, parent, um, adoptive and foster parent connect guide that you can find on the resource tab on our website. And it basically just helps you to have a meeting outline so that those meetings don't become just sort of a, a shared woe is me session. Um, and we don't just sit around and talk about our problems, but we look about productive solutions for our families. But we also kind of we do it around God's word and around um, the person and the work of Christ and, and, and really you know, continue to preach the gospel to ourselves every day um, in the midst of our, our journey as Uh, adoptees and, and as adoptive parents. And so, you know, hopefully through these initiatives, we've created a pathway for the church to begin to take steps. But the last thing I want to say today is that that's not, that's not where we want to see this end either. Um, that there are, there are deeper ways that the church can be involved and they're unique to the challenges possibly of foster care or the needs of children in your own community. They're, they're maybe, um, unique to the partnerships that your church has around the world missionally. And Lifeline wants to be a part of that too. Um, and so, and, and so, don't look at just the the resources that we present on the website and say that's all Lifeline's interested in doing to help us. Um, we would encourage you to reach out to us as, as you have challenges and as, as you have needs. One, because we're building new resources all the time. Um, two, because we want to we want to hear the needs of churches so that we know effectively how to respond to them. And three, because because there are times all the time where we're crafting um, really unique solutions for individual churches that may not fit everybody, but they but they fit the unique needs of a church that's on mission and, and really, you know, seeking to 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 love orphan and vulnerable children well and to and to live out the gospel in you know in this lane. And so we're really thankful for those opportunities and would love to find ways to serve uh, to serve your church.
0: And so all of these links will be in the show notes. The link for Orphan Sunday, the link for Sanctity of Human Life, the link for the Mission Kids, Stand for Orphans, the engagement sheet that we've been talking about over the last couple episodes, as well as uh, the link for Stand for Orphans and and the resource link that Dr. Rick has talked about. And really in all of this, I hope that you can see we believe in the Bride of Christ. We believe in the power of the Bride of Christ to bring people together. And we've seen the effects of not just ministering to families, but also ministering to those outside of the church of when the church is engaged, big things start to happen because we believe that God's spirit rests upon the church. And, And just, we want to encourage churches and and, you know, in current events, even right now, we we look across the ocean and we see this this battle with Alfie Evans uh, in the United Kingdom and the family who desperately wanted to keep their child in life support and a government who said no, life matters, and it's not just the life in the womb, but it's the life outside of the womb that we want to fight for, and we want to we want to persevere on behalf of that life. And so, as pro life believers with an ethic that says all men are created in the image of God, that man, woman, boy, and girls created in the image of God. We want our churches to be a beacon that shows that life matters, that kids matter, no matter who they are, where they are, or what places they come from. We want to show that our churches believe the gospel and we believe what God says about life. So thanks for listening to the Defender Podcast. For more information or to connect with me, please visit HerbieNewell.com. To partner with Lifeline, visit LifelineChild.org. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook by searching for Lifeline Child. You can email us directly at info at Beloved, will you allow God to use the gospel through you to impact the life of a child? Please contact us because we are here to defend the fatherless. We'll see you again tomorrow for the Defender Podcast.